What's going on? Why aren't you feeling well? I don't know. I feel like fevery. Did you eat wangs? Hot <laughs> no. hot wangs? I meant. <laughs> that's what I that's what I meant. It was like wings, just pronouncing it wangs. Why would that give me why would that make me feel feverish? It makes people sick. Really? Yeah, wangs. Oh. If Oof, wangs aren't cooked, if wangs aren't cooked properly, if they're too hot, spicy. No, I did not eat any wangs. No wang yeah. stop? I don't know. I'm just not feeling great. No Buffalo like, Wild Wangs? No. No. <laughs> what should we do? Can you record? Yeah, I can record. But man, I'm just like, my throat kind of hurts. You got COVID. I know. What if I have COVID? You probably do. It, look, the thing with COVID, where it is now, you have the vaccine. It doesn't matter. Everyone's still getting it. Yeah. The vaccine, you know, lessens the symptoms, though I think when you had it before, your symptoms weren't too bad anyway. Before I you... didn't have any, really. I had one day of not being able to taste something. And I only realized that way after the fact. It's just here. We just have to live with it now. It's everywhere. That's the, that's the thing. People think that they're avoiding it. It's everywhere. It's around yeah. you right now. It's floating in your airspace. Oh, yeah. I have no problem with that. And I've I've really never been afraid of getting it. I'm only afraid of giving it to anyone. You know, giving it, giving it. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair thing to worry about. But yeah, like I just feel like my skin's uncomfortable. My stomach hurts. My throat hurts a little bit. Well, we can uh, postpone the show if you like. Oh, I don't want to do that. I like because you usually say I've never missed a show, meaning that. (laughs) We've never missed a show. I've meaning, missed plenty of shows. Yes, that I've never missed a show. There was one time I was sick, so we didn't record on that day. Right. And you released a statement, but the next day we recorded. So I've never missed a show. You, on the other hand. Mm-hmm. Four, at least. Yeah, at least. <laughs> you say you're dedicated to this craft, to this art. I well, am. Well, I'm sorry you don't feel well. That's uh, yeah. Thanks. That's sincere. Thank you. What happened to your foot? I don't know. Gout. 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 Let gout, it all g-dow. out. <laughs> These are the foods I can do without purines. Shellfish. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Red meat. I. You don't have gout. I don't know what it is. I get pain in my toe, but. It was building up for several weeks, or for at least a week, wearing these boots that still aren't fully broken in. And then one day, the po- the toe was uh, the Edgar Allan toe, Poe. <laughs> it was swollen, and it hurt. And then from there, it's just a fucking downhill bobsled ride to <laughs> shit hell, yeah. where it's like, okay, I'm overcompensating, uh, leaning to the left of my foot. Because the toe hurts on the left foot, the big toe. So then the ankle starts to hurt. And it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to have to put more of the burden on my right foot. And then the right foot starts to hurt. Then the big toe in the left foot starts to ease up. And you're like, okay, this is getting better. And then the ankle starts to ease up and the toe comes back. And the right foot starts to ease up and the big toe eases up. And you're like, okay, this is all right. And then the ankle, which is the worst of them all because, you know, I need it for stability and speed. Right. And speed. Uh, 
with, with a big toe, you can kind of power through it. With the ankle, it's very difficult. So now it's just gotten as bad as it's ever been oh, uh, no. in this week-long process. I'm not complaining, whatever. I, I'm the one who could sit around and let it heal, but I refuse to. I'm like, nope, got to keep going. Well, you don't have to be that person. There were things to do. I had to come to Atlanta, which is where I am now, the Claremont Hotel. How uh, is it, that Claremont Hotel? It's nice. Yeah? It's the second time I've stayed here, but it's nice. Um, and then previously, well, I came to town for Michael Albanese's comedy festival and he needed me to shoot a lot of event coverage. And so I was running around four different venues in the East village. I was like, no time for foot issues. Got to be a pro who's doing a favor for a friend, not getting paid. Got to get this done. (laughs) (laughs) Then he paid for my flight and half my rental car. No, that's awesome. I would understand. I understand that, but anything else though, you should. Give yourself a rest. Well, today I didn't do much. I just went to see a high school production of Matilda. Yeah. The musical. <laughs> That's mostly Matilda. sitting. Which one's Matilda? Like the French one? Where no. they're like a bunch of... Oh, that's Madeline. Yeah, Matilda's the role doll girl who has the parents who hate her. And she reads a lot of books. Oh, right. I never things. saw that. I never saw that movie. Yeah, with that girl who disappeared, stopped acting. I don't know, because I didn't see it. But she was in a lot of things. You would know yeah. this girl. Girl from Matilda. Oh, from Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. I speak like this. <laughs> You're my daddy. Mara <laughs> Wilson. My daddy. <laughs> At some point, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And she doesn't say that. You're not Mrs. Doubtfire. You're my daddy. Please don't go Mrs. Doubtfire. I wonder why she quit acting. Good for her. How does this mic sound, by the way? It sounds great. Does it? I do notice your levels, at least on Zencaster, are much louder than mine. Whatever. We'll fix that in post-production. Okay, I'm just making sure that's okay. Fuck, I just don't feel good. This is the first mic I ever used. This is the original. Oh, it looks, it sounds really good. This is the original Greg ditched Eric to go back to New York, not doing the podcast in the basement anymore, Mike. Yeah, I like it. It sounds good. Well, thanks. All right. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. You keep bringing that up. I know, because it's really surprising me. Like, when I, did tra- this, I took a when shower. When did this start? This afternoon. So, like, I got home because I was over with the kids. And we were doing like crafts and I was fine all day. And then I came home and I had, I think it was like five. Oh yeah. It was like five o'clock and I thought, Oh good. Like I'll just chill here and wait because we were supposed to record at six. And then I was trying to crochet and I like, I had to put it down and I had to lay down and then I closed my eyes for like just a little bit, maybe like 10 minutes. And then I feel like I was like, "Ooh, I'm not feeling very good. And then maybe 10 minutes ago, I was in the shower just like trying to use, you know, like to feel better. Um, And I had it on like really hot and that felt really good until it didn't. And then I made it colder and then that like cool water. And then I, that felt good. But then I put it back to hot and then got out. Yeah, you, know, sounds... you know, I was like, oh, and then I was just like feeling my skin, like my skin hurts. Ugh. Yes, you're a creature being invaded by other creatures right now. Something's happening. 
which is bad because I was with people today. Well, maybe they gave it to you. Who knows? Who knows? Again, it's everywhere. Your kids have been, they live in it. They swim in it. That's what they serve them for lunch at school, COVID. Oh, but they're all wearing masks. (laughs) All the kids are properly wearing their masks. Yeah, that was the thing with this musical today. Again, a high school musical. I went Mm -hmm. because my friend teaches there. So that's the reason I went. I just didn't creep around with this new mustache. You're in Atlanta and you go see a high school show. (laughs) Alone. (laughs) Yes, I love the theater so much. No, I I said, yeah, let's go because she had bought tickets and wanted to support the kids. And then I said, I'll go. Um, they had to sing with masks on these clear plastic ones. So you could see their faces. But you know, when you're performing and trying to project your voice and sing, it's all muffled because they also have yeah. bad microphones. It's not like it's a professional operation. So the microphones already are no good. So it was kind of a shame that they had to do that. Yeah. I feel like if everyone weird. else is in the theater, doesn't have good. Just come on. Let them take their masks off. Yeah, everyone everyone in there had masks except for the people performing. I don't really understand. I mean, logically, it would make it makes sense that they should also be wearing a mask, I guess. Like if you're going to require everyone in the building, it makes sense they have to do it because it's like a you know, like a federal well, I think it's a city thing. This was in Decatur. Oh, school. I just, oh, yeah. I, I, I was thinking like school regulations. Yeah, I think cities and school districts get to decide what their really? their policy. I Maybe. Mean, I don't know how it works in Georgia. I feel like Georgia is one of those states like we're not mandating anything. <laughs> yeah. So then the schools decide. Do to whatever it. you want, Scott. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking uh, before the production started. The director came on stage and welcomed everyone and said, all right, now Matilda and the lights went out and it was dark for five minutes. <laughs> they couldn't get the show started. And I knew there were some kind of technical difficulties, uh, either lights or sound. I wasn't sure how the show opened, if it was a light, no cue or a sound cue. And then after you know, 10, 15 minutes, they came back out. I was like, yeah, we're having light difficulties. But by that point, I knew because the lights were like flickering on and off and cycling <laughs> through. And I thought of this like going up to the booth and saying, let me handle this. I'm a pro. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I live For in you New- to do that. Yeah, it's like, why? What makes you a pro? It's like, I live in New York. I've seen Phantom on Broadway seven times. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's my qualification. Like, oh, okay. Please come in, fix our lights. Only seven? On Broadway. And I saw it once in London. Okay. And then once in the at the Fox, the traveling show. That was my first okay experience i still feel i would say it would be at least 10 no that puts it at nine nine yeah fan i'm a fan now (laughs) (laughs) p-h-a-n you're a phantom head he goes to broadway shows let him fix it and then i save the day and then i get i get a curtain call they bring yeah and a special thanks to our this man who doesn't have a kid at the school (laughs) He has a mustache. We don't know why he's here. He's limping and hobbling. <laughs> you know what? What happens is you save the production by going up there. And then right before they br- try and bring you on stage to thank you, you disappear. And then you live <laughs> under the stage and you become the phantom. The phantom of the you high school. You hobble around. Yeah. And you're like trying to lure. You're like, are you 18? <laughs> Hopefully you find some seniors that are 18. <laughs> To try and whisk away. Yes. Yes. 
They play pranks in the lunchroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Phantom <laughs> of the High School. <laughs> Sloppy Joe's just slam against the wall for no reason. Yeah. The cart tips over. <laughs> He's here. All the ice cream melts in the freezer. Those who speak of what they know find too late that all their ice cream has melted. Yeah, then she gives the backstory at some point. The the equivalent to Madame Jerry, who's like the uh, yeah. assistant principal or something. And she, she Oh, talks yeah, she's about, the assistant principal. She knows my history. He limps around, a grosser creature I've never seen. May as well have had a peg leg, except <laughs> it was there in full pussy swollen flesh oh yeah so she's yeah she's the assistant principal and then there's a new principal that comes in and is like we're not going to accommodate this phantom of the high school yes. she's like oh you better do it instead of a mask i wear a brace across my ankle <laughs> you're like I, have, I might have gout yeah and then someone takes the brace off and exposes the gouty foot Stranger than you dreamt it. Have you ever seen a man so limping around the stage? Instead of a boat taking Christine to the lair, it's one of those scooters. Some people have a bad leg. They put their oh, where they like put their knee on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scoot her around to the lair. Anyway, come once more after English class, the seventh period. Let's let's start the show so you can go lie <laughs> okay. down. Yeah. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. The topic of this week's episode is minding your own damn business. I put or that is it? Because yeah. maybe you shouldn't mind your own business. <laughs> Wait, no, no, that's what we agreed upon before the show. And I got to, I threw the damn in. I switched it up because I thought that would give it some oomph. Mind your own damn business. It does give it oomph. But I think the point of the show today is it's difficult to know when to mind your business and when you shouldn't mind your own damn business. Like when you see people fighting out in public yeah. and you think, I'm going to go in there and be the savior. And then the woman who's getting screamed at turns on you and then they both beat the shit out of you. Well, that is a great segue, Greg. Why is that and what I, happened? Yes. <laughs> not you. exactly. Not so exactly. This, so this was based on a story. Like yeah. the, the reason we're doing this topic is you said, I have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And I had no clue that this was the story. It doesn't involve the second half where the person's screaming at me. Okay, so I'm driving home Friday and I see someone, a man, running across the street really, really fast. Like I was really, first I was like, wow, that guy's running really fast. And then these are all like thoughts that happens, you know, like microseconds in your brain. Wow, really fast. He's probably running from the cops, you know, because I always think when I see anybody running that they've stolen something and I want to see like the police are chasing them after that. That's my joke. Anytime I even see a jogger, I'm like, what'd you steal? Oh, a <laughs> they just keep running. Yeah. I think I'm I funny. like the idea of a jogger <laughs> with like one of those water packs on their back. <laughs> what did you steal? This 12,000 BTU window unit air conditioner. <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> you're going pretty fast for lugging that thing around. All right, carry on. All right, so um, I saw him running across the street, and then I saw that he was running towards someone and that that person was trying to get away from them. And I was maybe thinking it might be a woman that he that was running away from him. So 
Where were they running? What street were they crossing? That giant 17 lane road? No, it was. um, That eight lane road? No, it was probably four. Like two, one side to the other. Okay. Um, So I turn around just to like, I saw something suspicious. I should be a good citizen and just like check. So I turn around and when I slow down because they're still fighting, the woman yells out, help me. I was like, oh shit. And I said, what's going on? And the dude was like, that's my wife. She's drunk. She's like, please help me. I was like, get in the car. (laughs) So I told her she ran across the street and she got in my car. And I drove away. He started firing at you with the dude at a gun. Well, I know that. I mean, I was afraid. That's why I got her in the car and went quickly. Like I made decisions quickly because I was like, I'm afraid of sticking around. And um, yeah, so I drove away and we were talking. She was upset, but she wasn't like insane. Like she wasn't hysterical. Was she drunk? Like he said, she, she didn't seem drunk. I, I did not get a drunk vibe off of her at all. I mean, when you said that, I didn't believe it. I thought this guy's lying. He's full of shit. That's what I thought too. I really felt um, pretty um, secure with the the instincts that I felt, you know, like it really felt like the reason why he told me that was to keep me away, you know, and to like, oh, she's the wild one and I have to like, you know, contain her. But it seemed like she was running from him, you know? So anyway. Man, you have that car though, that car that's so distinct. That Well, that comes into play too. So I, I, we drive away and um, then we're talking and she wants, she's like, I just need to get out of here. You know, I'm going to go home to Philadelphia. To drive me. No. So I, uh, she was like, but I need to get my stuff. Like I need to get my, I was like, all I, she's like, all I need is my, you know, my wall, my ID, which is at home. And I said, yeah, but is your husband, do you live with him? Like, does he live there with you? And she said, yes. And so we we're like, all right, well then we need to find the police, like get you like um, escorted to get your thing so that you can leave. And um, so I drove her to the police station and as I'm turning into the police station, I'm getting pulled over. So I didn't realize that there was a police officer behind me because I was trying to find this police station I'd never been to, you know? And so he puts on his lights and I start to get out of the car because I'm not thinking I'm getting pulled over. And he's like, stay in the car. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? So, we both were like, oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. So she was chill. Like, she was not insane. You know, she was not causing any more trouble. Um, and if she had, that would have made me sort of regret. And I had never felt any, I never felt any regret as this story went on. So then um, the police officer comes up and says that uh, there was a domestic dispute that involved a lime green Kia, <laughs> which is what I have. And... He said he had just left that police station to come find this car. And he was like, oh, shit, there it is. And he's like, that's why I busted through that red light, you know, to pull you over. He's like, I bet you were wondering why there was a police officer. But I was like, I didn't I didn't see anything. Sorry. I just <laughs> so then anyway, just getting this car is like, could you imagine it's a black SUV? Uh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I you know. I can't be sneaky. No, I have a distinct car. Like I sometimes I think about that if I'm like getting mcdonald's at like two in the morning i think someone's gonna see me getting mcdonald's and they're gonna know i got mcdonald's at two in the morning 
Though I do, I do wonder what who did the guy call the cops at that point when you sped yeah, away? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe other people saw it happening and then saw that she left. You know, who know? I don't know. I don't know that part. So I have to go into the station and sit with her while they interview her and stuff. And so I get some backstory. Um, and she had told me a little bit too in the car, and it seemed troubled. You know, she seemed troubled. Um, How so? He, he was. She was troubled herself. Or it was a troubling yeah. situation. Both. Um, she said that this kind of relationship is what, you know, she had a a toxic relationship previously. And now this one is also toxic. You Which know? you She's jumped like, right into, I'm sure. I did not. I was just your, trying to support her. I wanted to tell her. Your psychoanalysis. I didn't do that because I was just trying to be there for her. Like, what, was, okay. what was the relationship with your dad like? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, but I didn't say anything. I was just like, you don't have to put up with that. Like, that's not something you have to do. Like, you don't have to be in this. You have all the choice. I said what you said to me, like the only people that you have to answer to are to your kids. And that's it. Like, don't teach them that this is the way that relationships are like, like, don't do that. She was like, I know. So she have kids. Yes, she has two. And he has two. And the whole fight, she said, started because she had posted it's such a st- so stupid just like these kinds of things are you know she had posted something on her instagram with her and her son saying like i love this kid and he got jealous about that and said like when are you going to love my kids that much and she was like i mean ho- eventually i probably will but right now i don't you know i love my kids I guess how, long a have more. They, how long have they been dating like yeah that's a fucked up thing to say like yeah. even even if it's been years it's like that's a relationship that takes a while to cultivate and grow. Yeah. And, and the truth is maybe you're not. I really don't think you would love your stepkids as much as your biological kids unless you were around from their their birth. It doesn't mean you don't right. love them. I just said love as much. Like I, I do think that you could you know, love them, their children, as long as they're not real pieces well, the of fact shit. That he, you'll if, grow, yeah. care. The fact that he brings that up, right, is is a commentary on himself, I would assume. Yeah, you think he hates her kids? He, if he's a jealous no, dude. No, oh, I don't know. I, oh, no, I was mostly no, thinking I, about himself. Like, no, he's projecting. He, I guarantee. If you want to psychoanalyze yeah. this guy, who I don't know at all, but uh, because I don't trust men, and when he said she was drunk, that's why I didn't believe him. Uh, yeah, just you, just by default, by being a dude, you have no credibility. Maybe <laughs> if he's a jealous dude, I'm sure he looks at those kids and seethes. He thinks of the man who was there before him. And he can't deal with it. I'm, I'm not, sure he does. I I'm bet not, you that's true. I'm not saying he does anything to the kids or abusive. I don't fucking know. I hope that's not what's happening. But uh, yeah. I'm sure he's not emotionally present for them. Like they would need a, a, a male father figure to be if yeah. he's mad at her for posting that she, she loves her own son. So anyway, listen, that's one side of the story. Who fucking knows? I don't know. So, um. She she tells the police the same things that she's told me. Um, she looked a certain way, like she gave, like she looked a little trashy, you know. But she didn't. She never gave me like this, this thing where I, I didn't believe her, you know. How um, much did you share with her? I can see it's like, oh, I do radio in Atlanta, and I have a no, podcast. shut up. I, I didn't a, do any of that. I have a podcast. You should check it out, <laughs> and then they're gonna listen to the show and know you, Greg. How you. dare you? I was a supportive. <laughs> female pillar of support. <laughs> it's time for you to get the hell out of Maryland, but okay. I was just like, yeah, I was like, you don't have to do that. It's like, 
mm -mm, don't put up with that. Like, let's get you help. Let's get you home. You know, we'll figure this out, you know, stuff like that. So then um, when the police are talking to me, uh, when I, they start to interview me a little bit, I they start to realize they said like, oh, you don't know each other. I was like, I don't know. I was like, no, I just was driving past and picked her up because I saw what was happening um, and it scared me. And I didn't believe him that he that he was like trying to help her not be insane. He seemed like. I, I guess I'm sure that they were fighting, but it's still I just like you said, it's not that I don't trust all men, but I do feel like that is something that you would say to like put all the onus on the other person and be like the hero in some situation instead of the obvious villain to me. I mean, I was in that situation where that girl I was dating smashed in my back windshield. And when I called her about it, she said, you slammed me up against a wall and threatened to hit me. I was like, okay, like, which did not happen. It's like, okay. Right. So, so, you know, well, she didn't say that anything like she didn't say anything crazy. She said even like, so she had a bust. She like busted the inside of her lip a little bit. And she said, like, look, my lip is busted to, to the police. And they said, did he hit you? And she said, no, we were just struck like we were fighting. And my lip got like hit. So she wasn't even trying to say like, hey, hit me. You know what I mean? There were just things like they were just to me. It just I could I felt like I could trust my instincts as to what that she was being truthful. I don't know. So anyway, um, you know, I tell them what I saw and we were kind of just like hanging around like wait like so so the there was there were other officers that were then going to the to the house where they live and i don't know whether he was there or not but then so i ask if i can leave <laughs> can i just go um do you guys need anything else for me and i give her a hug and i say like you can do this you're strong here's my you know, phone number here's my address yeah here's my <laughs> instagram give me my, no i didn't say anything <laughs> um i mean is there then, is there any i don't know if there's License plates, I don't think there's a search publicly if they have your license plate number. I don't, I hope they can't find anything. Anyway. So then um, I'm driving home and I get a call from an unlisted number and it's the officer. And he asks me, he's like, did you see any injuries on him when you picked her up? And I said, no, I, I didn't really see him. Um, like I, didn't, I wasn't close enough to see what he looked like or anything. And they said, because he has... He's like, they said he's kind of beat up. And I was like, well, from what I saw, she was trying to get away from him. And he, she was not coming at him. I said, well, the only thing I saw was her struggling to like get away from him. And um, I didn't say this part, but I thought about it later that like, I feel like there would be trouble. Like I would feel like, uh oh, I've done the wrong thing here. if. I had stopped. She had yelled for help and then continued to engage with him. Do you know what I mean? Like she didn't hesitate. She didn't hesitate to like continue fighting with him and like continue to dance with him um, in whatever drama that they were involved in. She ran into my car. She screamed for help and ran into my car. Like she didn't try and keep going. And so that's kind of what I told the police. And, you know, I was like, if you need anything, just let me know. And then that was it. And I felt really good that I had done something good that I hadn't minded my own business in that situation. You know, when the cop pulled you over, did he draw his gun on you? No, no. Get, well, but he did yell like, stay in the car. And I was like, fuck, I'm sorry. I didn't say fuck, but I was like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. 
Because I really, because I wasn't thinking about I was getting pulled over. I was thinking like oh, I made it into this police station. And then like it happened, uh, it was like stacked up all at once, you know. But I just love. We can get into you know the meat of this here in a second of what you're feeling afterwards. But they they found you on make and model alone. No <laughs> license plate cross check. They Not make and model, just the color. make and the color. And the color, yeah. mostly. Lime green Kia. Yeah, so, yeah, the color of your make. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I can't be sneaky. There's no, <laughs> I can't be sneaky around You were here. very excited for that color, but now you stand out. Yeah, but that's all right. I'm not trying to be sneaky. Lime green. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the end of it for you, though. You'll never know. Yeah, I won't. I mean, as these things go, they typically like they don't I don't know if her story, you know, gets better from here necessarily. Stuff like this, like these types of things seem to have difficulty um, well, this progressing all... into something more positive. But hopefully, you know, this is always the reason it's tough to intervene, even if it feels like it's the right thing to do. It's because usually it escalates whatever issue was there in the first place and makes it worse in the long run if it's two people who know each other. Like if it's just someone being attacked, like uh, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. The guy who plays Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange? Yeah. What is the Benedict Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch? <laughs> what is his name? Is that it? Yeah. T- Cumberbach? Cumberbatch? I mean, Cumberbatch? There, was a, there was a story. Yeah, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. That I don't know how to pronounce his last name. name. He was attacked? No, he was in London and he was in a cab or in a car and he saw someone being mugged with a knife and he got out and broke it up. You know, in instances like that where the two people don't need, know each other and there's very little chance they'll come across each other again, uh, it's a little more clear cut. I do always worry when you get involved in a dispute with two people who know each other that especially if it's leaning towards violent, the decision to get involved is a little more difficult because the truth is you're not going to fix or save it's just delaying whatever is going to happen and well you you have this idea but you have this idea it's like all right if i can delay this maybe the person will come to their senses and get out of that situation i'm not saying that you don't get involved especially if some danger is presenting itself but that you know it's it's not clear cut what are you supposed to do well, that's the, the I think that my part in this was not I didn't invest anything into it. I'm not trying to figure out what happened. I'm not like trying to, you know, inspire her to be different or to like help her or whatever. It was just in that moment. It seemed like. Let I can assist in de-escalating this situation, not to say that. You know, I don't know. If it'll, if it, if anything will ever change for them, but I don't, I mean, that's none of my business. It was really just in that moment, she's screaming for help. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to help you. It's difficult. What are you going to do? Nope. When you drive on, I mean, most most people uh, probably, uh, most people probably would drive on, um, you know, there's, there's times on the train, you see all this stuff on the subway in New York. It's like parents screaming at their children and I've never seen a child get hit, but I'm sure that there's times when like a parent hits a child in front of everyone. But even like there was an instance of uh, a a parent like screaming, not just, you know, 
mm-hmm. reprimanding a child, like screaming at them. And then someone got involved and yelled at the parent. And then that turned into this huge, huge scuffle. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's heartbreaking, especially with a child who doesn't have the means to leave or make any other decision and has no power. And, Ugh, what- and I, and I always think about those situations of the child um, growing up to think like, why didn't anyone help me? You can't. I mean, that that's a tough situation. There's nothing really when anything anyone can do unless there's some proof of abuse. But then you have like the people go too far with it because there was an instance where uh, a woman had to fight for her children because her children, who I think were like nine, one of her child and with a friend, so I should say child, was going to the park alone and some nosy neighbor decided <laughs> to call defects for abuse. And like they took that, re- it seems like bad investigating to me. It's like you let your child go to the park, they're nine, whatever. When I was nine years old. Granted, it was yeah. New York City, but I was running around out God knows where in the creek and other neighborhoods and ditches. Right. You know. That's some, I feel like maybe more dangerous. Probably is. If you're out, you break, a, you you roll an ankle in the woods. <laughs> you know. And so, so you do. Yeah, you have people who. If go- you roll an ankle in the middle of a city, there's gonna be like a lot of people there to be like, oh my god, a kid is on the ground. Let's help them. You have people who are, you know, go too far with it, don't mind their own business, and feel as though it's their job to protect everyone and police the world on some strange right. self-imposed power trip that makes them feel better about their existence, but. You know, there was that time recently, about over a year ago, I got hit in the face by someone. I was leaving the Target and leaving, like walking out of the doors, out to the sidewalk. I guess I was too close to the person and startled them. And they hit me in the temple. And it wasn't a punch. It was open hand, but it was like punching. It was punching motion. So it was open hand, but not like a swing, but straightforward. It it wasn't a slap? No, it's open hand, but straightforward, like you would punch someone. So it was, oh, it was wow. weird. Yeah. And, you know, it spilled. This person was not in their right mind. Like they're okay. screaming and the, now you're going to hit the man in the dress because it was a man in the dress. That's, mm. you know, they're saying, now you're going to Oh, come they up. were yelling that at you. Yeah. Now you're going to hit the man in the dress. I was like, uh, oh, but boy. I was, but I was like moving towards the person and I wasn't even thinking clearly. I was kind of shocked that it happened and I had no desire to really fight, but it's weird that my instinct was to move towards them. And then some dude just standing there is like, not worth it, man. <laughs> and like, you know, in a situation <laughs> See, like that. See, that's good, right? That's good. Someone stepped in. They kind of helped de-escalate something. Yeah. And it's like, it's not worth it. What's the best that happens? The best is I beat a person up. That's which probably isn't going to happen. Like, I'll probably get beaten up. Um, it's there's no point to it. It's like, yeah. And then I walked home. The funny thing, I was just carrying like a big pack of toilet paper, 24 rolls of toilet paper. And it was in front of my body. And I think I maybe moved towards the person because I felt as though it offered protection. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had some like instinctual feeling of safety. Yeah. Behind this <laughs> big pack of softness. So, you know, they, that's those a, bears. That's an instance. There was the one time I was on the train and like this man, it wasn't a crowded train, but women, they were screaming at women, calling them whores and sluts. And one woman had her legs crossed and he slapped her leg off her other leg. <sighs> and. You know, I, I just was staring at him and he started screaming at me. Once you make eye contact, it's over with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was staring at him and I didn't, I was like, all right, I can't break gaze now. If I do, I look weak. I can't blink. I also do think if you stare at someone and you don't blink subconsciously, it registers as like, uh, I don't know. This guy's not blinking. Like it does, it does mean something. That's an actor's trick. To not blink. 
Yeah. To, if you have power in a scene, you don't blink. And the person who doesn't have power will blink. Well, I think, yeah, there's something to be said about it. Like it reads yeah. as it's something. But I didn't blink. And then like the train pulled up to a station and I said, if you touch another woman, I'll rip your goddamn face off. And I kept stuck. And then he got off the train. I mean, I know it's cool. Like afterwards, there was this moment. I was like, yeah. Like I got a nod from one of the women and I didn't say anything else. I was like, yeah. And then I went back to like reading my book. Oh, what a hero. Which, sure, it does make you feel good. But the truth was like inside, I was a fucking mess. I was (laughs) hearts pounding. You didn't read read one word of that book you're looking at. You're just like staring at the page. Because again, like I asked if the guy pulled out a gun and shot at your car. There, right. you, you never know what a person has or if if you make a comment like that maybe that sets them off and then they come at you with a shiv um, yeah that's another thing to take into account but then what is the you know what is the breaking point you know okay well first of all yes the question of what what is the limit of what you will accept in public or something that you see happening to someone else you know, that's a difficult sort of thing to manage. And I think that it should run a bit on instinct as long as you trust your instinct and that your instinct isn't, you know, like you said, to like be the hero of the world and like fight every battle and stuff like that. Um, I mean, but then go ahead. Well, finish your thought. I was going to say, but and then also, yeah, if he had a gun and he was shooting at me or that person had a knife and they stabbed you like. I. I think that that's almost like what we were talking about with foraging, where it's like everything outside is poisonous when that's not the case. Like that probably doesn't happen as much as you would maybe think. No, but it does. There are also. Of course it does. There's also instances that you can look up and have proof that it has happened. So listen, I'm not saying that things outside aren't poisonous, but I just feel like most likely it's a smaller percentage of people than not that are not going to do anything. I'm sorry that are that are gonna do something. I, I think the way I approach it is, and and outside of that one instance I told you about, I'll rip your goddamn face off. <laughs> uh, that was the only like real altercation stepping in for other people. There's been times like people have gotten in my face, and I've just pulled that same trick where I stare and don't blink and don't say anything, and they their spit flies into my eye, and I have to stand there and take it, Ew. and then they back off. That was only actually one other time at in a Seven Eleven. And the, the guy was like always around working that corner and he wasn't in his right mind either. Yeah. Um, but I think if it's an interaction, if it's just someone screaming on a train at no one in particular, especially in New York, you learn just to ignore things. You leave it alone. Oh, you look yeah. Straight ahead. You don't acknowledge. Um, there was this weird instance the other day. There was a woman and like a high school kid. The woman's probably 40, 45, screaming at each other. And I don't even know what started it because they were already yelling when I was on the train. Oh, they didn't know each other? No. And some woman tried to like scream at the kid and he pulled out pepper spray and sprayed it all over these women. (laughs) It's like, my God. What? Yeah. And then you saw it happen? Yeah. And then like the one woman that he was fighting with originally, like, was in awful pain. Like, he ran off the train at the next stop. Wow. And it wafted down the train car. And, you know, we're wearing masks because you have to on the subway. So it stopped a little bit, but I could feel some of the burn and like kids were crying and 
parents running off the Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> so I mean that's a that's an instance of something like that happening. But I do think for the most part, if it's two people who don't know each other and you know, like I guess if it was two men fighting and they seemed an equal match, I wouldn't oh, get involved. Oh yeah, you don't step in. Or if it's two women fighting, I'm not gonna step Unless in. you're also a man of equal match and then you can step in yeah, and but- be like, it's not worth it. <laughs> I guess, but at that point, I feel like, all right, you both got into this and you're both equally matched. You can get out of this yourself. Yeah. Um, if there's someone who has a disadvantage or someone's being picked on, um, my hope is if it happens in a public space, like say that there was a guy or a woman, someone being attacked by like three other people, that if I jumped in, it would inspire other people to jump in. But it's always scary because <laughs> you could just be left alone and then it's you and the other person against No, all- but you're right. It typically, t- typically do that people do sort of start to step in once someone has stepped in, you know, because now it's like now, now the person who's totally innocent and trying to keep the peace, like I said, we're herd animals and we don't want to disturb the herd too much. So like we want to get things back to neutral as as fast as we can, but we're afraid to step in, you know, because we don't want to get hurt. Yeah. And then, you know, that's what you hope happens. And I guess mm-hmm. more than likely, maybe more people would join in if they were around. Um, But even if not, if it's like a one-on-one thing, I feel like I'm more inclined to step in. As I said already, and I don't necessarily like this, but it just feels like if it's two people who know each other and they're having their public altercation, I mean, I guess it depends on how far it escalated. If it turned violent and physical um, in that moment. Yeah, that's when someone should step in. Yeah, at that moment, I think you step in, even if it is just delaying something like yeah. that happening later, which is a shame, but you stop it. But if it's just people screaming at each other, but they know each other, I don't, I don't, I won't, I guess, get involved. It's like, that's well, your scre- thing. What you're saying is screaming at each other. If one man, if a man especially is screaming at a woman and she's disassociating next to him, then somebody should be like, dude. But then he's like, what do you, what is it, bro? You know, and then he'll come like, like bull up to you. Yeah. There was, I mean, there was an instance the other day, again, on the train, like some guy, he works the, the certain subway lines and I've seen him quite a bit. And he's got some speech. He's like, eat, drink, milk, TV, eat, food, drink, milk, watch TV, sleep, do it again. And then he asked for money. And like, that's his thing. But we went through mm. the Canal Street station, which is close to the World Trade Center. And it set him off something about 9-11 and people dying. And he started screaming in people's faces at that oh, point. God. And I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but something about how he's going to kill a motherfucker, 9-11. And he didn't say it was an inside job. He was just saying it happened and all those people died and I'm going to fucking kill someone. It's like, I don't. But. That's, again, one of those instances like he hasn't done anything yet. He's just screaming. I mean, people have to protect themselves, too. Like, if you're uncomfortable with this person, get into another car. Yeah, the problem is if you have a kid and the kids are stupid, like, why is he yelling? It's like, shut up, you stupid. I just say whatever I think. Well, that's my kid. (laughs) It's any kid, really. Okay. (laughs) Isn't it? I think most kids, whatever is happening, like, what's wrong with that person? It's like, oh, boy. (laughs) Pete has asked like a couple times, why is he so big? Like if we see a large man. Yeah. An obese man. He's big. Shh. Shut up. I mean, I guess there is curiosity to those questions, but <laughs> no tact. Yeah, I didn't tell him to shut up. Yeah. He, he said it right in front of the man. And the man cried and ate more. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. 
Thanks, Pete. Well, but I'm... yeah, so yeah, uh, it's hard to know what to do in situations, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I did what I did. I have that fantasy that I'm on the plane, like on a plane and somebody tries to cause trouble, high, either hijack it or they're just causing trouble. And I've, I've talked about this. I'm wearing a three-piece suit and I take off my shoelace very slowly. I just put down whatever I'm doing and sneak up behind them and strangle them to death. You garret them. Yeah. And then I sit back down on my seat and be like, what? Well, it's kind of what you did on the train. Yeah, I guess it is similar. You just kept <laughs> reading your book, except you just read one word over and over. It's like, I, I like approaching it like, look, I don't want to take care of business, but if I have to, I will. Oof. Yeah, the um the reluctant vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Write a story like that, please. Call it the reluctant vigilante. Where he's actually like on the inside, he's very neurotic and afraid, but on the outside he looks confident and strong and what, brave. What was that story that uh Eric and I used to talk about, the gentleman bandit? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a thief and he robs people, but he's very polite. <laughs> Wait, isn't that no? That was someone's name, or was that where it came from? I mean, yeah, that was a real person. Maybe it was like his uncle or something. Maybe that's where it came from. But he talked about like (laughs) I remember that. But I like the idea of that for a story. The gentleman, absolutely, the gentleman. Like women love giving up their jewelry to the gentleman bandit. He's just so polite. He's so polite and good and handsome. Yeah, you have to be handsome. Yeah, he's like he's like um seventies James Bond. But stealing your stuff. You have to be dressed well with the gentleman bandit. Mm-hmm. I do think in situations where it definitely required it, if it was happening to me, it's like, I will act. I don't want to. <laughs> it's like, ultimately, it's like, I, uh, how did I get here? Is this how it's going to end? But okay. Like, I won't just sit there and take yeah. some shit. I, uh, saw, I saw a TikTok of a woman who was like a UPS driver or a FedEx driver or something. And she was driving through like some neighborhood street and like a woman and another woman were going to get into a fight and they were screaming at each other. And she, she was recording and she pulled over and she called it like the power of walking away, you know? And she just like got the lady like around her shoulders and just like turned her around and was like, just like what you, you, the, the guy did for you with the toilet paper and the guy in the dress. Like, it's not worth it. You know, she was just like, come on, baby. Mm-mm, we're not doing this today. It's told you're all right. Like, we're, you don't like we don't have to do this. This isn't the way. Ba-ba-ba-ba. And I thought, cool. I love that. And it also makes me think of that story. Like, wasn't there a guy? Uh, maybe he had like he had a bunch of hostages or something. And one of the women like talked him down by just like chatting with him and like getting to know him. And like, I think they talked about religion and then he like gave up peacefully. She was a hero. Yeah. I mean, some people, if you just give them attention and show them that you think about them as human beings, they will, yeah. they will back off. I love that idea. And so that's the kind of thing that I, I, I want to be that FedEx driver. I want to be that lady that talks to the person like, I mean, it's hard. Sometimes people are real assholes and like you want to give them a piece of your mind and put them in their place. But really, if you stop for a second and think about it, even if they've, you know, angered you and they're in the wrong, it's like, what's the best outcome? They're not going to listen. Nothing's going to change. Um, Well, that's the thing. Like, don't try and fix them. Just be there for them. (laughs) 
which sounds so weird if you think about like someone who's losing their mind, you know, what kind of what kind of response is that? Like, what's your name? <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Men are so stupid. Ultimately, though, uh, there's there was one instance I can think of when I was we were going to a Yankees game. I was dating Molly at the time. And she accidentally stepped on like a guy. There's a crowded train and the guy was sitting and she accidentally stepped on his foot twice. And Mm. it's not like a hard stomp. And he said something like, step on my foot again and see what happens. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll just fucking stomp on it now. Then we'll see what happens. And then he didn't say anything. But usually dudes are so stupid with their fucking egos and their ape-like tendencies that then it's like, what? In public? All these people saw you diss me? And then it escalates. And, you know, that's ultimately why it's not worth it. But I guess I do feel like if he said it to me, I probably wouldn't have said anything. But I felt. Oh, my God. Did she, like, have sex with you so awesome (laughs) after you said that? Uh, I don't know. I probably was like, "Ah, I'm not feeling it tonight. Yep. <laughs> Who knows? It's probably the way it went down. I love the idea of being protected like that. Like that's really hot. I think that I'm I'm I can do that. But I also have the stupid stubbornness where if if there's a person who is ranting and screaming and yelling and like there was another time this guy had his all his attention focused on one guy. I'm li- I was listening to something so I couldn't hear the words and that guy got off the train and then his attention turned to me. I didn't make, I refused to make eye contact with him. I didn't hear a word he said, but I knew he was screaming at me and glaring at me. And I refused to move. I was like, you're not going to get me to move. I'm staying right here. And there's another Mm -hmm. time I can think of something like that, where the guy was so erratic that it felt as though he could just attack for no reason, just because you were there. And I refused to move. Like, that's stupid. I don't know the reason I won't move away, but like, I'm trying to prove something to them. Well, you're showing him that there's, that you're not an injured gazelle this is my territory well now i'm injured with this ankle i was thinking about oh you're you're prey right now i was thinking of walking around east atlanta with a camera openly at night and going from venue to venue limping it's like oh yes that person is easy target Mm -hmm. luckily nothing happened but yeah claiming my territory so i'm a stupid dude too it's like you're not going to scare me away this is my territory (laughs) on the train by this door well is that is that really stupid dude or is that sort of protection because if it were me and i were a woman alone i would either i would either get off at the next stop and go to a different car or um like while i'm stuck with that person like don't be afraid don't show them fear because then they're winning you know then they're gonna like you're giving them an opening because that's what they want they want to they're looking for so don't dance you know yeah. If there's times I actually have, if I have a hot coffee and someone starts that stuff, I won't move because my idea is, all right, like, buy a coffee. come at me, hot scalding coffee in your fucking face. That's what you're going to get. Dirty fighter. Dirty pool, old man. I don't care. You go for the hole in their neck. They come for you, however, and if you just go for that hole in their neck, yeah. if you can really drive your finger in there, like really hard, you can force someone to the ground and then knee them in the jaw. I don't know how easy it is. <laughs> it's, them probably, it's probably not that easy to Hold do. Hold still so I can knee you. I saw this this ridiculous public safety video once where a guy was teaching you those techniques. And he's like, if you're wearing glasses, like you throw your glasses off at the person <laughs> as a distraction. <laughs> and then there's a way to take them down. Look, if you can. Dist- whatever, you, whatever you got. If you, if you can distract a person for a second, then. That's if you had like a, you should always have a pocket full of glitter, 
like metallic, thi- like bigger, not like teensy glitter, but like those big, like octagons of glitter. <laughs> Just, I mean, that will like scratch a guy's cornea. Yeah, glitter and smoke. <laughs> I mean, smoke bombs and just like <laughs> he's yelling in your face and you just throw the smoke bomb down and then you disappear into the next car. You got to know what you're doing at that point. If you use the distraction, <laughs> the next steps are crucial. I then there was <laughs> or just do some magic. Just get one of those foam balls. And if he's if a guy's staring at you, just start doing magic and impress him. He'll he'll, he'll forget why he was yelling. Possibly magic dis- like, wow. disarms most people. There there was another time this where that ball go. <laughs> I saw a guy screaming at another man and the man was minding his own business. He was being screamed at and he took out a pocket knife and he flipped open the blade and the guy screaming is like, not a big enough knife. <laughs> 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 It's like, it's all right. Response. It's like, all right, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened, but <laughs> I did like, I kind of did like that. Even though I felt for the other guy because he wasn't doing anything, I did like that response. Not a big enough knife. Not a big enough knife. Well, anyway, wherever you live, is this close to where you picked up this woman? Are you going to see these people again? Are you going to, no. in the, the food giant, are they going to? Oh, no, no, it's not that close. <laughs> all right, good. Yeah. It was maybe like 15 minutes away, so or less. All right, so the chances of running into them again are... are <clears throat> well, I wouldn't recognize him if I out of a lineup. He'd recognize but... your car. Yeah, he would. Sorry. <laughs> Any green Kia that he sees now. I know, and there aren't many. There's one I've seen around here, and I don't know if I've seen them more than once. You're going to get another person attacked. It's going to trigger him. That color. Well, green. there are other green Kias around that, but they're like the lesser. They're more of like an olive green. And mine is, you know, slime green. <laughs> slime. Very excited about that car you were. Well, I wasn't at first. At first I thought like, wow, it's so ugly. I can't believe this car exists. And then as we we're looking around, I was like, I'm kind of liking this car. It's the same car Eric drives, different color. He doesn't like drive that. Green. Oh, and he has all the bells and whistles. And mine is very, like, doesn't have bells and whistles. There's no backup camera. Damn. <laughs> There's no CD player. <laughs> I miss CD players. Is there not one in the glove box? Sometimes they put them in the glove box now. No. Have you ever checked? No. Of course I've died. Right. I put things in my glove box. Just asking. Everybody puts, at least I've, medicine. I have tampons. I have my registration. And like the manual. Get out of here. Stop putting manuals in the car. Nobody's going to use your manual. No, Everyone's going to go on their phone. People look at their manual sometimes. You have to know which fuse is which. And there are times. Yeah, it's on your phone. Bam. I'm not going to go to the. I can't understand the, the, the table of contents. Those manuals are always so weird. They're like A-92. It's not that hard. That's just you. <laughs> Third chapter, A92, not, you know, you, orange A92, not purple A92. You can't read a Judy Bloom book. So, yeah, manual is a little too difficult. That's why I have my phone. Judy Bloom, too hard to read. It's very difficult. All right, how are you feeling? Damn, your sickness gone away. You have a fever. It's, it's gone away. Not a fever, just like a little temp. Use a thermometer. You know how- I hate my thermometer. It's one of those forehead ones where you like rub it back and forth and it tells you. I really just want that one you put in your mouth with the mercury. But all the ones that you get like that are now anal thermometers. I don't think they make mercury thermometers anymore, do they? I think so. 
I think mercury is. They used to put mercury in people's teeth. I think they've gotten rid of mercury. Poisons people. Mercury in your tuna. (laughs) Why is there mercury in fish? I don't know what causes the mercury levels in the ocean to rise. I can't speak to that. Plastic. Probably. All right. Thanks, everybody. Do the right thing. Go to hoffandpepper.com and use our code ONETOPIC15 for 15% off some delicious locally made hot sauce in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, like and subscribe, rate and review, and love you. Bye. It's only local if you're in. Uh, locally Yeah, I made. know. I was thinking that too. <laughs> locally made in a place. That you had shipped out of that place. That's right. not so local. It's not, all right. Well, it's small. How about small batch? Sure. That works. All right. Okay. Small batch. Small batch. Small batch.